Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Monday, February 24th. Yes, it is the last week of February, if you need somebody to point that out and confirm that for you. Uh, thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia, brought to you by Rogue Tulips, LLC. Uh, we offer 501c consulting and association management services, and we like to do this program to kind of let everybody know how smart we are and all the different topics that we like to keep track of. I'm Cecilia Sepp. I am the founder and principal of Rogue Tulips, and I'm here with my co-host, colleague, and friend, Agnes Amos Coleman. Agnes, would you like to say hello? Thank you, Cecilia, for that introduction. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our global audience, wherever you're joining us from. My name is Agnes Amos Coleman, and I'm author and a consultant with Rogue Tulip. And over to you, Cecilia. Great. Hey, thanks, Agnes. So today we're going to jump right into a topic we've discussed before, but we think it's very important in today's world for a lot of reasons, and that is the topic of telecommuting and how it not only affects associations, but the society in which we function and the world around us. Mm -hmm. And Agnes and I are both, uh, I guess you could say, long-term hardcore telecommuters, as we've both been telecommuting for a number of years, as what you might call telecommuting. I like to call it working virtually now because that's what we do. Uh, I've been working virtually since 2003. Agnes, how long have you been doing it? I think I've been doing it since 2004, 2004 I believe, full-time um, with my previous employer. And of course, when I worked with you and since then as a consultant, yes. Oh, yeah, so okay, so about the same amount of time. And so we were both kind of doing it before a lot of people did it. And I know I used to get questions from people about how to do it, how do you handle it, what's your day like, what's your schedule like, and uh, you, you may have had the same things, but one of the things that we wanted to bring up today is Agnes pointed out the article in ASAE's Associations Now newsletter mm -hmm. about one government agency at the federal level has decided to end all telecommuting. So Agnes, you want to fill in the audience on that? Sure. Uh, it's actually an article in association now titled The Unsettled Status of Remote Work in 2020. And that article was uh, referencing um, some of the trend that the government, well, one of the government department is setting by recalling um, its telecommute staff simply because they were not there when they needed to meet with them. Uh, a lame reason personally, but, I, you know, um, it is what it is. Um, but again, I don't believe that the government should set the trend for us as association community. I think that we should be as association community setting the trend for the government. Um, there is tremendous value and tremendous benefit in virtual working, particularly now in our business environment where there's uncertainty, there's chaos, there's, you know, there's, there's diseases, there's, you know, there's all this uh, things going around and we need staff, we need employees to do the work and do it effectively and they don't have to be in the office. Um, there are, uh, Cecilia and I were having a quick dialogue just before we got on this, on this uh, recording. When we worked together at our former association, we met maybe once a quarter at, in, in D.C. Uh, so that we can get to meet each other's staff and, and just interact with other people. And we were very successful association working virtually. So Cecilia, that's what I have to uh, say right now. So I'm going to hand over to you uh, before I can further comment. Great. All right. Well, and that's a great summary of the article. Thank you. And a couple of things I'd like to point out. Uh, 
since Agnes and I have basically spent our whole professional career together uh, since we've met working virtually. Uh, the the thing is because like I'm here in the DC area and Agnes is uh, from Florida is usually joining us from Florida and uh, sometimes she and I will travel to different parts of the country or the world and we and we do our thing from there and uh, while sometimes it, it might be a little difficult because you're just not in your own space it's still possible and it works really well and a couple of the things in that article that really jump out at me are one one person got angry because they wanted immediate gratification of a meeting with a specific individual and so then punished everybody. Now, first of all, that person had permission to be remote working or telecommuting that day. It wasn't like they just didn't show up. And so then this manager, and I'm going to say manager because that is a manager mindset. There, there are two kind of mindsets that Agnes and I kind of look at. One is the manager mindset, which is you worry about little things like that and you maybe micromanage, which Agnes mm -hmm. can tell you when Agnes and I worked together, I was the CEO mm -hmm. and Agnes was our director of certification at that group. And Agnes can tell you right off the bat, I am not a micromanager. So mm -hmm. I have more of a leader mindset. It's like because what successful leaders do is they set an environment in which mm -hmm. people have the confidence and security to do the work they need to do and be successful. So you create an environment of support. You do not lash out at somebody because you didn't get something you wanted your way. Now, here's a leader mindset to that. I need to have an in-person meeting with this person. Oh, they're telecommuting today? Pick up the phone and call them and say, can you come into the office this afternoon? <laughs> and Absolutely. Let's have that meeting or let's meet first thing tomorrow morning or let's jump on a Zoom call because I really need to interact with you on this. So there's a lot of different options for this. And outside of associations following the U.S. government federal holiday schedule, I think that's about the only thing we should look to the government to model <laughs> in, in all sincerity because the federal government works in silos. So this agency no longer allows remote work or telecommuting, but other agencies still do. I have a friend uh, who works in the uh, federal government and she gets to telecommute a couple days a week. Telecommuting is different from virtual work and we need to understand that. So virtual work is like what Agnes and I do. We can work from anywhere because we do, wherever our computer and our internet connection is, that's where our office is. And where we are is where our office is because we bring all of our intellectual property with us, folks. Um, and I think that's really kind of the conversation associations should be having about it. It's like, it, you know, and I did a presentation a couple of years ago with some ASA colleagues at a Great Ideas conference on this very topic. Mm -hmm. Have to do the definitions, you know, telecommute means you get to work from home a couple of days a week. Remote work means you might be an employee with a special expertise that they wanted to hire from another state, so you work from mm -hmm. your home state. And like Agnes said, we would try to get together in person whenever we could. But you can't effectively run a virtual organization and be a virtual organization and still plan in the in-person stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, basically what this article is outlining is somebody had a temper tantrum and it was a management level temper tantrum and then they punished everybody else. And another thing that I always make clear as a leader in any organization I'm in, I don't punish everybody. Mm. You know, if somebody makes a mistake, I talk to that person who made the mistake. I don't like do some sweeping 
thing. And I learned that the hard way early in my career, by the way, it's like, don't do that. So, um, and it's, and it's the right way to do it. It's like, you know, it's like, Agnes, you probably have some examples of that. Sure. Absolutely, Cecilia. I think that the best way to make this effective, particularly if you're in the tele, and thank you, Cecilia, by the way, for clarifying that, um, you know, the definition of virtual working environment versus telecommuting. Virtual environment, there is a common ground and a common agreement that this is how we're going to operate our business. So I don't envisage any issue coming out of this if this is a 100% virtual organization because you know the terms and conditions of your organization, how it's going to work. I think where we see a lot of challenge here is telecommuting, where people telecommute a couple of days a week or even four days, or depending on what the terms of agreement is. And there's a ways around that. The ways that I recall in 2014, I used to work for uh, a, a, an association. And what I did was with my, my, my uh, leader then was that I was asked to draw up a plan of the telecommute agreement. What is the benefit to the organization or what is the benefit to me? And I had to submit that to my leader then. And we had a discussion. We agreed on how this is going to operate within the framework that it's going to operate. And if I needed to be in the office a certain time, if there's an emergency, I need to be in the office to come and make sure that I'm present. So once you have this agreed uh, uh, framework that you're going to be working together with, with your leader, I don't see any reason why it cannot be successful. So I see a disconnect in communication somewhere with this government department. And that's what we need to avoid, uh, creating a, a framework with your leader or your manager or your boss on how this is going to be effective within the organization. So nobody's having to pick up the slack for you as the employee, Cecilia. Right. And I think that's really a good point because, you know, you're also a very proactive employee when you're an employee. Uh, because I remember you came to me and you said, I would like to have a day to work on my writing. And so I would like to propose a compressed work schedule and you had it all thought out and you said, this is what I would do. And I would of course be available as needed. And so I of course said, sure, go for it. Cause it was well thought out and it made sense. And I think this article talking about this guy getting angry and then making the sweeping change, it doesn't make any sense. It's mm. not a sensible reaction to what happened. And I think, uh, again, it is not something we should model. I think associations need to be lean. They need to get the most they can out of their staff without killing them. Um, and I say killing them because one of the other things Agnes and I were speaking about right before we started today's episode is um, how bringing people back to the office is not always the best thing because mm. first of all, as Agnes had pointed out, you know, earlier in our episode, you know, there's, there's a possible pandemic going on right now. We're, we're dealing with COVID-19. Uh, when I was, I was just on a business trip a couple days ago and I saw a lot more people wearing masks on the plane um, and in the airport. And so we have that now, now we don't want to hide in our houses and not mm -hmm. be around each other. But, you know, we're in, a, in an era right now of a possible pandemic. So that's another reason to let people kind of stay home and stop the spread of stuff. Another reason is greenhouse gases. Now, whatever you might believe about climate change, I'll just throw this out here. 
and it does relate to telecommuting and remote work. I do believe there is climate change going on because this planet has consistently throughout the history of it that we've been able to discover had climate change because a planet is a living organism and it changes over time. The problem is planets exist over billions of years, humans don't. So we see things in a 10, 20, 30 year period that are just a blip for the planet. But what we're seeing right now is a change in the planet and it's getting warmer. Now, are we causing it to get warmer? I don't think we're causing it to get warmer, but I think we're making the effects worse with our greenhouse gas emissions. And the mm -hmm. fact that we're tearing down trees and we're paving things over and we're putting more and more cars on the road. And we haven't come up with a practical solution to public transportation. So when you look at it that way, keeping people off the roads a couple days a week. Now, one guy or like a person like myself, I rarely drive my car anymore. I'm not making a huge impact, but hey, I'm doing my part and I've planted two trees in my yard and getting ready to plant. <laughs> so I'm doing my part, folks. So maybe if we did a little more telecommuting or even remote work, you know, you're just, you're going to help save the planet in the long run, or at least keep the planet around a little longer or make the planet more livable for, for everybody. And, and yes. there's, that too. there's also the impact on, on the individual health, you know, the stress of commuting, if you're in a congested area, like the DC area, or like mm -hmm. the Atlanta area, which is where I just was for my business trip. Boy, that traffic is bad, if not worse than here in the DC area. Um, so we're, we're actually keeping our employees healthier. One of the things I like about working from a home office is I save those two hours a day of commuting. Mm -hmm. And I actually am getting work done. So like on days when I did have a job where I went to the office and maybe we had a snow day. So it's like, you don't have to come to the office, you know, oh my gosh, you got so much more work done. And you're also not getting interrupted by people. And again, I'm not saying don't have these interactions with in-person things, but if you have a desk job, it's not always necessary mm -hmm. to be in That's the true. same room together. You know, you can do, you know, you do it on the phone. I mean, I have clients I've never met because it's all done on the phone or the computer or webcam and things like that. And then you do meet and it's very exciting. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I'm a person. So th those are some things. So uh, I'll just summarize really quickly. And then Agnes, I'd like you to close out our episode today for us. Um, sure. Uh, but so basically, in summary, uh, this federal agency, again, is not going to be a federal government wide thing. Uh, it's not a federal policy because each agency acts as a silo. They, they make their own decisions. They have their own policies. They even have their own computer systems, which is why government agencies can't talk to each other, which is a whole other topic. Telecommuting is healthier for the planet, and it's so therefore healthier for us because it makes our environment healthier. And it's healthier mm -hmm. for us as individuals because it reduces stress. Stress can make you very ill, as we know. And also, you get a lot more done. You can have some more focus. You maybe get an extra hour of work out of, uh, out of the day where, where you can actually get something substantive done. So mm -hmm. some of the, the high points we'd like you to take away. And then, Agnes, if you'd like to close out with your summary or thoughts. Absolutely, Cecilia. And I like to add to those thought processes as well. There's also the value of uh, improved employee uh, productivity. You've already touched on that. Um, you know, the employee is more productive when there's no stress of traveling, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to the points that you've already mentioned. The other one that has value for the employer, though, that they really, really need to talk about here also is the 
overhead reduction. Mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as an organization, if you want to reduce overheads and you want to balance that budget, consider telecommute a couple of days for your employee. You're going to see tremendous value in that as well. So that's a benefit for an employer. Uh, the one that also benefit employer as well as employee is that there's that improved employee retention and attraction as an employee or as an employer in a very tough market like this where, you know, you know, it's very hard to retain and hire the best consider telecommute and then you will, you will definitely attract the right talent. The other big factor here that I like to mention, and I think we've touched on that is you can mitigate your risk. There's a huge risk there, you know, business risk, financial risk, uh, 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 health risk, so many risks that you can mitigate if you consider telecommute as part of your business strategy, Cecilia. So that's how I'm going to sum that up and I'm going to hand over to you to uh, finalize this session for us as we thank our global audience. Thank you, Cecilia. And, and that's great. Thank you for bringing up the risk management aspect because I think that's really important and we need to think about that too. Uh, so, and, and so as Agnes said, it's time for us to close out for today. Uh, as you can tell, we both have a lot of ideas on this topic uh, and could probably go on for an hour about it, but we won't. So we, on behalf of myself and Agnes, thank you all for joining us and watching this episode. Please feel free to share comments on our YouTube channel. We're also on audio podcast now. If you go to anchor.fm, you can find uh, our audio podcast. We're also uploading our back catalog if you're interested to see what else we've talked about in the past. So mm -hmm. I'd like to say every week, take 15 minutes. Uh, sometimes we take 20 and talk to somebody because you might learn something. So if you'd like to learn more about Rogue Tulips Consulting, you can visit us at roguetulips.com. We're also supporters of the 501C League, which is a virtual membership organization for everyone in the association community and the people who love them. So check them out at the 501CLeague.net. The 501C League is offering its ethics course throughout the year if you need to get a CAE credit uh, and also to fulfill your ethics requirements. So check that out too. Uh, Agnes and I are members. Actually, I'm the founder of the League. So hopefully you'll come check the, that website out too. And until next time, uh, we're signing off here from Rogue Tulips.